Blog Talk Radio.
All right. Welcome back. All right. Let's go ahead and get ready to start the show. You're now listening to Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio, the biggest colored show on earth with your host, Barbara the Country Clean Lady, and I'm your moderator, some guy named Jay, like I've always been, and filling in for Adrian Charleston, we have Nikki Brown. Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio is the number one live stream dedicated to assimilating black folks of all walks of life, teaching and preaching the importance of economic empowerment for our people, and showcasing the talents and abilities of black people across the globe. This is also the number one blog talk radio show, which I believe, which I believe is not hosted by a convicted felon or a conspiracy theorist wacko or closeted lesbian, but hey. We're going to put on a great show just as good as all those people, too. So listen up. Tonight's main topic is uh, what are ways blacks can pool their resources and money and all that stuff to build a better community? It sounds broad. We're going to narrow it down. Also joining us is our guest, Kim Morrow-Stevens of the WBRPP Network. Barbara the Country Queen Lady will put our guest in the hot seat, and after the interview, the guests will also join us for some topic discussions. But before we get into all that, I just want to let everyone know you can check us out at www.blacktopia.org. And you can also download and install the Blacktopia mobile app on iTunes, Amazon.com, and BlackBerry World. All right. And uh, let me go ahead and mute, unmute everybody's mics. And, uh, and this is going to be one country episode right here. <laughs> and I know we had Miss Geechee on you know, earlier this year, but now we have, uh, well, 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 you'll hear in a, in a second. <laughs> Barbara the Country Clean Lady. What's going on, boss? Doing well. <laughs> the Country Cleaning Lady. Yes. You ready to get out country today? That's state country. I don't think that ever changed. It's a little bit proper when it has to make no money, but that's state country. I don't think I ain't going to never change it yet. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah, I know that's right. Let's go ahead and bring on Nikki Brown. Greetings. Hey. 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey Jonathan, hey Barbara. <laughs> What'd you say, Babs? Did, did you say greetings? Yeah, I said greetings. No, that was that that was him trying to hey. imitate me, I believe. Yeah, I I can I can impersonate many people. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. I'm pretty good at that too. Mm -hmm. Oh, I I bet. (laughs) Do 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 somebody for us, Nikki. Who can you do? Um. Hmm. Well, I know what I like to do, and sometimes I lay it from the from the island, you know. I cook up something and and sit on and eat it, you know, something like that. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh man, I got to go from here. 
Yeah, she be so mad. Yeah, I know she be the business when you don't want to talk to her. Oh, what? No, she didn't feel okay. Y'all wrong. I'm like, who the hell snuck on the phone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and bring on Miss Kim Morrow Stevens. Yes. Miss Kim. Hello. How's everybody doing tonight? Yeah, we doing tonight. Let me throw yeah. some cheers for you. Oh, well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> now, now see, I, I was going. I was trying to figure out who's who's more country and and hood with it, you or Barbara or Kim. I was like, I might need it because you know Barbara calls me proper, so I might need a translator to hear this episode back. <laughs> you might, you might, because I, 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 I get I real country. Yeah, I can get country when I want to get country. I live in the damn country. Now, y'all don't talk about me. I'm in Virginia. Y'all live in the country, the boomies. How y'all going to talk about me? See? I live live in the deep country. Yeah, I know y'all are. Both y'all down here. Y'all got plantations. I got the trees up here. You got plantations. (laughs) 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 Plantations up here. Y'all sitting down there. I'm down there. <laughs> All right. Well, Kim, this is how we do the show. Barbara, going to okay. sit you down in the hot seat and interrogate you like a cop. After the interrogation session, we'll take calls around 935. Uh, plus, Nikki Brown going to have some follow-up questions for you. At 10 o'clock, we take a break. We also play some songs, play some from commercials. We come back from the commercials. Uh, you know, I got the old church lady announcements. After the old church lady announcements, Nikki Brown has uh, Astrology 101. After Astrology 101, we'll, we'll dive into our topic. Plus, we also have uh, some more calls. So, you ready for this, Kim? I'm ready. All right. I'm, let's do this. Let's All do right. it. Well, let me reintroduce her to you guys. This is Kim Morrow Stevens. Congrats, sweetie, on all of your success. I mean, globally with the media, especially the book that you got. That that book, Heat's Desire is Hot. Oh, I'm have really, you read I'm really it? feeling that. Yeah. Really? I got people who, look, listen here. I got clients that can go onto these book sites and get this stuff and pay for it for me. They love me like that. Oh, so I'm, I'm in the middle of it now. Yeah, I'm in the middle of it now because I read the insert you had up there on the um, page. So then I went, oh, they can get into um some of the other book sites. I guess that they have them around, like, globally. So uh-huh. a lot of them can get in there. So he has it on, one of them has it on his tablet that I, when I go and clean a building, I'm, I'm reading on. I can't take the tablet home because I don't want no wife issues. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm into it. I have to read it in between cleaning. But, yeah. Which, part, yeah, so, which one are you, uh, which one are you, which one are you reading? Two, one or two? One. Because, I mean, I see two, saw the insert for two, so I haven't got to that yet. I'm trying to go back because I didn't want to read. Um, Malcolm's Revenge and having read part one. Okay, okay. Um, All yeah, right. so I'm starting start with one first because I didn't want to um, I didn't want to mess with that and when that came out, I want to see what's going on with it first. But so far, yeah, so far it's hot. So well, let's get right can... into this. Yes, ma'am. Let's yes, get ma'am. right into this now. Cause see on your profile, <clears throat> it says that you were born again Christian. Now yes, you're in the Carolinas, okay? So, you know, it's yes, been ma'am. a recent attack on the Christian community, especially the black Christian community. And my condolences to everybody's family who keep suffering through this. Are you exactly. married? 
being in the public eye, are you worried that this is going to come back as a backlash on you personally as a Christian or as someone in business? No, ma'am. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. I'm going I'm going I'm going to do what I do on the business side. Um I'm going to do what I do for my Lord. I'm in business because I'm a Christian. Because okay. he told me to go and do business with the world. That's what he told me to do. He told me not to hide. He gave me my talents, and he told me not to hide them. Because the one who hid his talent, he told him, he said, no, he said, you was an evil servant, and he threw him out. So I'm not going to hide my talent. Now, it's up, to, it's, up to, it's up to my daddy. That's what I call him. It's up mm-hmm. to my daddy to take care of me. It's up to him to protect me. It's up to him to look after me while I'm doing what he tells me to do. So, mm-mm. I have no problem with it. I have absolutely no problem with it. And now that we friends on Facebook, you'll go on my page and you'll see. I have no problem with putting his word out there. I have no problem with putting his steps out there. I have no problem whatsoever. Now, you come at me, understand, when you come at me, make sure you got all you got with you when you come at me. Because, see, I don't deal by myself. I have my daddy. I got my big brother. And I got the whole host of heaven at my beck and call if you come at me. So, no, right. no. It, it, don't, it don't worry me at all. <laughs> what about any business dealers? What about any business dealers? That's right, We had a meeting among black um, women-owned businesses, and a lot of them have had uh, monikers dealing with Christian religion on, like, checks or some of their... Um, pamphlets or, you know, paraphernalia that they pass out, and a lot of their clients are asking them to take it down. I mean, so if it, if it comes to a client, whether it's through y'all publishing in or a guest on your show, I mean, if they ask you to not mention that side of your life, I mean, what are you going to do with that, knowing that you need that that income, but you also want to keep your honor to God as well? How would you handle that? Okay. There is absolutely nothing, and this is and this is the God honest truth. There is absolutely nothing that I hide him for. There is nobody that I hide him for. Now, if you don't want to talk about it, fine. We ain't got to talk about it. If you don't want to delve into it, fine. We ain't got to delve into it. If you ain't a Christian, that's your business. I ain't got nothing to do with that. I'm a witness to you, and I'm going to tell you about the goodness of the Lord, and if you decide that you don't want to deal with him, okay, that's on you. But I'm not sitting to hide him from anybody because he said, if you're ashamed of me before the world, he said, then I'm going to be ashamed of you before my father. And see, I can't stand in front of daddy at the end of time and hear those words depart from me, I know you not. I can't hear that. I can't hear that for no amount of money. I can't hear that for no love. I can't hear that for no business. I can't hear that for no reason whatsoever. Because let me explain something to y'all right now. I'm just as... And I'm putting this out here on live radio, but I'm doing it for a reason. Mm-hmm. I don't job. I just lost my job. My mm. bank account went to zero before I realized that it was at zero. Do you understand? That's how quick the money was getting gone. And all I was doing was working, paying my bills, taking care of my daughter, doing what I was supposed to do. I mm. lost my car. 
I lost, I, I have lost everything. I sit here tonight talking to you now with absolutely nothing but what daddy gave me. And that's this business. Amen. I tried to do it. I tried to do it the world's way. I went mm-hmm. to work. I worked every day. I was faithful on my job. I was diligent on my job. God seen fit to say, but that's not where I want you. I didn't put you there. You went there listening to man, trying mm-hmm. to please man. Mm-hmm. So he brought me back and sent me right back in front of what he created for me. Right. And he told me, don't worry about nothing. I got you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you I'm sitting here. Put up. That's why I said, I said, I tried it man's way. And now I don't do anything else without God say so first. That's why I put that up there. On, I put a post up there like that too, because, um, we, we learn different ways from those who don't serve. Those who do, we, we get taught different kind of lessons, and our lessons are a little bit more rougher. But mm-hmm. once we've been taught the first time, we don't go back to it again. So we don't go know, back. Yeah, no, 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 we don't. We don't. And there's a lot of because, people got to so, learn that. Because he says he he says he chastens who he loves, which means right. he which means he rebukes you, he punishes, he chastens who he loves. Just like we as parents. We love our children because we love our children. When they do wrong, we don't just let them slide by. We have right. to chastise them right then so that they can understand you don't need to do that because that ain't good for you. Ain't got nothing to do no. with me. That ain't good for you. Right. So when we don't listen, sometimes he have to knock us down because we won't go somewhere and sit down. Yeah, we do. We do. And see, I saw you study law in college. I mean, what diverted you? from the attention of that aside from doing what God wanted you to do, what diverted you from law into writing and the media being in the public uh, eye? I was when I was when I was twelve years old I wrote my first book. I wrote it, I wrote it on a I wrote it on a you know, you know them composition notebooks we had way back in the day. Cause see I'm fifty one years old. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm way back in the day. Right. right. So I wrote my first book on that. And I, you know, and, and, and being 12 years old, I figured I did everything I could to try to figure out, okay, well, how I'm going to buy this thing, how I'm going to publish this thing and all of that. <laughs> but I was 12 years old. So, you know, that didn't, that didn't stick in my mind long because I had a life to live. Right. So as I got older, I, I, you know, I delved into desktop publishing and I did all kinds of things and I kept going back with it, playing with it and flirting with it. And all of that, but I never just, I never did anything with it. So I, you know, I, I lived. I had my kids. And, you know, I, I, I did the marriage thing. I, you know, all the things that we do. I went to, I went to college and dropped out of college because I didn't want to go to college. I wanted to work. I need some money. I want my own money. So that's what I did. And when my son was born, my oldest, he's 25 now. When my son was born. I was like, okay, it's time, you know, I got to build something for him. Okay. So that's when I went back to school and that's I went right, to girl. law. Child. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the law. I don't, I don't right. love the law as, it's, as it stands, the law that we see. But right. I love the concept of the law. Because if, right. the law was, if, if the law was done in the courtrooms, and in the justice system, like the theory and the concept is, mm-hmm. it would be a beautiful nice thing. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It would be a beautiful thing. And that's the reason why I went into law. But I graduated from college in May 
And by two, three months later, my daddy got sick. Right. And um, he had heart attacks and, and renal heart failure, and daddy just had a whole lot of things going on with him. So yeah. for the next four years, I took care of my daddy. Mm-hmm. Until he died. I graduated in 96. He died in 2000. Well, by the time my daddy died four years four years later, the market for my for, for the position that I had was dry. Right. So I went back to just working every day. But what got me back into the world of being a well, in 2004, I opened up my own little lingerie shop. And, you know, I had a little thing going on because, you know, I like lingerie and I, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I opened up my own little lingerie shop and everything. Well, it, it, it didn't turn out like it was supposed to. And I couldn't understand why because, again, I was doing what God said do. I was going to do business with the world. And God right. said, that wasn't your harvest. That was your seed. Right. So that's leave right. your seed alone. And that's what I did. Well, in 2010, my husband went to prison. Mm. 2011, he met somebody in prison that was an author that was working with a publishing company. Wow. And my husband knew how I wrote. He he he, he knows that I like to write. Right. So he told me, he said, look, he said, I need you to write something. He said, and send it to me so I can give it to this dude. Okay. And that, and eventually that's what I did. It took, it took some time. It took, you know, him, him talking to me about it all the time and him, you know, trying to, to coax me and trying to persuade me. And eventually I did it. And right. that scene that I wrote for him turned into my first book, okay. which is Family Secrets. That's my wow. first book. And that's how I got into this world. Well, my mama got my my mama. Right. So is my that mama your profession? Count. Is it the profession of yours or a passion? Because I right. mean, you know, you, you've been on you've been on the air, and I've listened to your show as well. And I mean, I was going to ask you when did you get your break working for BRP? Because I ain't gonna say all that whole word. But working for them, when did you get your break with that? Because um, it is writing now your profession. Or the passion and is the radio. I mean, which one takes precedent over Kim's life, or both work together? <laughs> well, this is the, this is the thing. I started out. I started out writing. I started out as as an author. That's what I started out as. In 2012, in 2012, I started Black Rain Publishing Company, Black Rain Publishing Plus. I started it in 2012 to publish my to publish my own books, not nobody mm-hmm. else's, my own book. Right. And, but I, you know, I'm I, being in the author world and being on Facebook and all these different authors, these people kept coming back to me with these horror stories about how they were being scammed and, and, and you know, and, 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 and publishers were taking their work and, and editors were taking their money and all that. Wow. And I was like, oh, no, 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 we can't have that. And mm-hmm. my first experience with a publishing company was not good. He had my book for over six months. It was on Kindle. It never came out in print. I never got a report. I never got um, a royalty. I never got anything. And eventually, yeah. after over a year, I was able to get my rights back. Mm-hmm. And my thing was, okay, well, I'm going to start a publishing company where people ain't got to do all that. Right. You ain't got to sign no contract. I'm not going to take your money. Are you going to pay me up front? Right. You're going to give me my money for what I do up front. And then when your book is published and it's for sale and your royalties come in, you get every dime of your royalties except for what you pay to create a space 
and Amazon.com. That's right. For putting your book on the site. Well, one thing just led to the other. First it was the publishing company, then it was the radio show, then mm-hmm. it was um, the magazine, then it was the the, 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 the the design company, and it was just like one thing just led into another. Right. And then I and then, you know, I had a mentor. His name is Eric Crow Draven. He's a poet, he's an mm-hmm. author. I saw him up there on your on your about. I saw him up there. You were talking about him, how he put everything together. Yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes. My husband sold the seed, but he was in prison and he couldn't do a whole lot. And Crow came along and he just watered it and caused it to grow. Okay. So that's how I got to be where I am right now. But as an entrepreneur and an entertainer, and I, we we talked about this for the last couple of weeks because reading. Literacy and education among especially black women, um, because we're 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 the mothers of the children who create other children in this country, and I don't I don't think they understand the importance of their role. But as an entertainer and an entrepreneur, how important was that education? No matter if you started or stopped and restarted again, how important was it in launching and managing the career you have right now? Girl, it was vital. It was, it was, it was, aside from, aside from the anointing that came from God, having the education that I had, having the book sense that I have, because a lot of people say I got book sense, but I have no common sense. Well, having the book sense that I had and having the education that I had, having gone to college twice and finally graduating from college, okay, well, there were a lot of things that I didn't know about being an author, about being a publisher, about any of that. Okay, right. then they messed around and gave us this wonderful thing called Google. Mm-hmm. Education right, gives you research. Right. right. They gave us this wonderful thing called the Internet and Google. And education tells you to do your research. Right. That's, that's the thing that, every, mm-hmm. that's the thing that, that, that kids miss and, and, and folk miss from education. Education right. only teaches you how to educate you. It's only supposed to teach you how to educate yourself. Right. Because if you pay attention to what they're telling you and you just go with that, well, you're still going to be as dumb as a box of rocks. Yeah, right. You better go find out what's going on yourself. Right. That's and right, that's girl. What yeah. Really what education do is encourage you to go motivate yourself to look into what's being said. It give you right. it's, a, it's, a, it's a seed for you to plant to be able to continue to crave for that knowledge. And see, that's the problem. We don't have parents and we don't have other mentors nowadays in the black community um, encouraging these children to do this as they used to do. Everybody's too self-centered and worried about, you know, what they can do for themselves. And our topic is talking right. about building communities. But as for, for you being, again, an entrepreneur and an entertainer, we see so many black folks. We had gentlemen that, that called in and talked about this as well. Black folk who they find it hard to reach back and to give mm-hmm. of that expertise and knowledge they got to really build these communities. And, I mean, some people tell me, like we had in our women's group that was talking about um, the Christianity, they were saying that they get discouraged because you get tired of people manipulating the programs and opportunities mm-hmm. that are used mm-hmm. to actually try to stop things like illiteracy, poverty, and, and young pregnancy, and teen violence, and these type things. They get discouraged by those people. What do you say to that? 
And, I mean, honestly, what do you say to that? Because for me, I can't let one bad apple stop what I'm told to do. As I tell my husband, I always got one or two people who turn on me that I've helped. But I know in the end, like I told him, I'm sitting in the house I don't own, but I rent and my bills are paid. And I don't have no issues. I'm not worried about where my next meal coming from. I'm refrigerator full. So, I mean, you right. know, I got to look at the blessing behind doing what I'm told to do. How do you feel about that? I mean, do you let these people who don't want to do what's right, determined to not do what's right, stop you from still building a community with those one or two children listening? Mm-mm. I can't. And the, and the main reason why I can't is because I look back at my mom and my dad. Mm-hmm. My mom and my dad came up through the civil rights movement. And they know firsthand about marching, the secret meetings that they used to have to have at black churches. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not mistaken, right before, right, right before Martin Luther King was shot, he was headed to North Carolina. Right. That was one of his big stops. And he was probably going right over there to, to St. James Baptist Church in Greensboro, where my mama was a member at the time. Right. So I look at them, and I, I knew how much money they made. My mama said she wanted to own a home. My mama owned a home. My mama said she wanted to live in the white folks' neighborhood. She said, because them houses that they had over there for them black folks, was 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 the the the, the lowest of the low, and she was tired right. of living like. That. Right. Well, my mama's boss man looked up one day, and she was living next door to him. <laughs> so, how in the world can I honor my parents and my and the, and my ancestors before them that never allowed anything? Right. I mean, and they face death every day. Right. They never allowed anything or anything that anybody was saying to stop them. They never allowed anything for anybody to cause them to stop spreading the knowledge. Right. They get a grain, they go, they go, they go, they go sow that grain somewhere, and mm-hmm. then that grain will sprout into into a a, a a bush or a plant or or, or corn stalk or whatever, and then it's going then then the wind go catch it and the and the seeds gonna fly and it's gonna be sold somewhere else. So you say what you want to say about me. I really don't care what you say about me. I really don't care how you feel about me. I really don't care how you feel about what I'm doing. I really don't care how you feel about my Christianity. I really don't care. I don't care how you feel about any of that. I used to, but Mm -hmm. I don't now. I got a job to do. Right. Like I said, a lot of us have though in this in in our culture. We we forgot about that reaching back, and I mean the old school ones who still are around that have already made and established themselves. It's like they feel somebody taking their spot, and I mean you've already you've already used your blessing and shine. I've always heard a pastor say to me, "If you don't use it, God gonna um, turn it over to somebody else who will." Right. You know, and there are people who they sit on what they've learned and and don't want to share as if it's gonna bless you later on, and it's not. Because there's too many other people who can take little portions of that and add on to it. We don't all come up with the same ideal. Like, look at look at what um, I always talk about George Washington Carver and that damn peanut. 500 ways to use that damn peanut. That's now, we peanut. knew how to trademark itself, which he did not. But I wish he did. But 500 damn ways to use that peanut. 
Okay, and somebody I mean, else got so and somebody else right. got rich off of it. And then got it right, but still, it was a point that he took that and played around with it, or sitting on the plantation, played around with that peanut, finding ways to use it. I mean, if we all have different ideas to bring to the table, but everybody don't want to seem to do that. They want it one yeah. conform way, and it don't work like that. Or you want to be the one on top and me underneath you, and it's, it's never going to work in the black community if we keep on acting that way. We really got to get out of that behavior or that or that um the big house and the lighter ones inside and the dark ones on the street. We really got to get out of that mentality or we're not going to survive. You, but, let me tell you what the problem is. This is the problem. And I don't know. I don't know whether I don't know whether either one of y'all or all of all three of you have actually gone back and read the Willie Lynch letter. I read it. Mm-hmm. And. He talks about everything that's going on in the black community. He talks about everything that's been going on in the black community for the last 200 years. Ooh. He sold that seed, and he said, all we have to do is start it. And this was back in what, 17, the 1700s when he wrote this letter? Right. He said, all we have to do is start it. He said, they will, he said, they will perpetuate it. They will keep it going for generation after generation after generation after generation. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we have done. He talks yeah. about how you, how you break the black, the black man's spirit. He talked about how you put division between the black man and the black woman. He mm-hmm. talked about how you make black people feel that competition type thing going on within the black community. That's the reason why you had house niggas. That's the reason why you had house niggas and you had field niggas. And the house niggas always thought that they were better than the field niggas. How the hell you better than the field nigga and all of y'all slaves? You still being a All of you slaves. You just a lighter color footrest. You see what I'm saying? All of you slaves. Don't you know, belong to the same damn man. How in the world are you better just because he got you in the house? Okay, he got, and because maybe because you in the house, he ain't running to the cabin every night raping and fucking you so he can make some babies, so he can make some yeah. more baby slaves out of you. How is you better than anybody? But see, that's what he that's what that's what he knew. Right. That once we right. start that chain, then yeah. they will. We don't have to do it. All we have to do is start it. Once we get it started, we can sit back, cross our legs, and watch them destroy each other. Mm -hmm. Well, you do realize when I was in college, we called it black political science. We started to read the letter. Don't you know one of the white students went and complained and our our, our professor had to stop? You had to read it on your own time. It was supposed to have been a part of our curriculum. Matter of fact, it have been part of our final uh, term paper grade. And it ended up being some stupid, some stupid shit we ended up doing because one of the white students got uh, offended by being, by being said when he started reading it. And the way he went into it, describing everything as we're doing now, and they got offended. So we didn't even get a chance to get through it. Even in high school, we didn't get a chance to get through it. <laughs> they kept cutting it off. They kept cutting it off. They didn't want to talk about it. Let me tell you where to go. Cause I I, I was shocked because I didn't think I didn't think that they would allow it mm-hmm. to be as, as as accessible as it is. Go on the go on the internet, type in the Willie Lynch letter, and the PDF will come up. The actual mm-hmm. pictures of actual letter will come up. 
you, I mean, the, the whole nine yards, girl, that bit of Because I sit there, and I sit there, and I read that thing, and my, mm-hmm. and my mouth ain't open. Because I was like, they're going to leave it up here. No, they're going to leave it up here because there's no Negroes ain't going to go and look. This is why. Hey, what's the Because they don't know they ain't going to go try to read no winning this letter. If it ain't saying that they can take care of something for free, they don't want to read this. I'm getting on the right now. Let me tell you what the white folks say. It's going right up. It's as if you can follow it. You can even follow the witness letter. You can even follow it. I pulled it right up. And people asking questions about it. Syndrome. They call it the Willie Lynch syndrome. Is what they're calling it. That's what they call it. That's what they say. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what. Control of slaves within the colony. It is considered to be a hoax. That's what they're saying. The letters are hoax. No, it's not. I'm reading no, it's right not. On Google. I'm, I'm, I got to no, call it right it's, now. Because if it was a hoax, like you said, you heard you 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 heard about it in college. High school, mm-hmm. and high school yeah. I heard about it. I heard about it years ago. Ain't no hoax last that long. Girl, let me no. tell you what. The, let me tell you what the white man said. The white man said if you the, the white man said if you want to keep something from a black man, all you got to do is hide it in a book. That's it. Cause he ain't That's gonna it. read nothing. He sure the hell ain't. So, he ain't uh, gonna let well, it stay yeah. free. It's gotta stay free. <laughs> it's gotta all right, I want to say, uh, if you want to uh, join us on this conversation, you can give us a call. At, uh, if you're listening on the link, give us a call at 516-387-1219 and press 1. If you're streaming from your phone, all you got to do is press 1. We'll bring you on. You can talk to uh, Barbara. Nikki Brown, myself, and Kim Morrow Stevens about the uh, about the, a lot of these topics we're about to get into. Um, and uh, so, yeah, actually, you know, while we're waiting on some more people to pop up, Nikki Brown, do you have any follow-up questions for Ms. Kim Morrow Stevens? I do. Hey, Kim, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, my follow-up question is, how long did it take you to write your first book? Um, my first book, it took the space of, I think, let me make sure now. Okay. I do believe, I do believe it was between three weeks and a month. Okay. For my um, first book? And, yes. And you said when you first published it, you had some issues. Um, mm-hmm. What were some of the issues you experienced um, with the publisher you had? Um, everything was fine. The editing process was fine. Um, everything was fine until after the Kindle came out, the Kindle version came out. Now, according to the contract, because I was signed to this author, to this publishing company, Excuse me. After the contract, when the when the contract came out, publishers usually allow themselves anywhere between a year and a year and a half to get your book fully out, which means in electronic form and in print form. <laughs> um, you are supposed to get periodic reports on the sales to track the sales of your book. Um, to track your royalties and all of that. 
and you should be getting a a royalty payment at least once every quarter. Sometimes more. Sometimes 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 you get two in a quarter, but you should get at least one royalty payment in every quarter. Um. Well, once my book came out in, 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 in for, for the Kindle, first thing is it never came out in print. Second thing is I never got a report telling me anything about sales, um, telling me anything about, you know, the, the, the royalties, nothing like that. Never got a report. And I never received any royalties. Now, I got an email saying, you know, let's confirm, you know, your information. Let's confirm, you know, um, your email, your, your 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 banking information, all of this information, so that we can send you a royalty. But the royalty never came. And so, like I said, once that year was up, because in my contract it was a year. My publisher had a year to get it all done. Once that year was up, I was able to go in. And I was able to, you know, have a conversation with him and tell him that, you know, it was time for us to just go ahead on and and, and just, you know, drop that contract because you have breached it by not doing what you promised to do. My part was to send you a manuscript. Once I sent you that manuscript and you started sending me back the the bits and pieces to be edited, my part was to look over what you had edited make whatever changes I need to make and get it back to you in a timely fashion. So once I have done my part as the author, you as the publisher have to do your part. He didn't do his. So because he didn't want to go into all this breach of contract suit and all of this kind of stuff, he went on ahead and relinquished his rights and gave me my book back. Took it down off took it down off of Amazon, took it down, you know, I mean just he let he let go of the whole entire process. So yes, I had some issues, but I did not have some of the issues that some of the authors that I ran across were having. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um That's- now Steph Sorry. Thank you for that for that uh, answer. Uh Kim, uh, we got some people that want to talk to you. Um, caller, we're going to take some calls And like I said, if you're streaming from your link Give us a call at 516-387-1219 And press 1 If you're already streaming from your phone Just press 1, we'll bring you on Alright, caller in the 201-736 You're on the air, who is this? Boy, say it again, we can't hear you This is Rockland Cody Oh, Miss Cherry, how you doing? Throw some claps. Hey, I have to come out here tonight to go show my support for Sister Kim Morrow Stevens because uh, that's what you call that pioneer publisher too. But um, you know, in regards like to religion and things like that, you will be tested. You know, today. It is so important because she's a CEO, you know, a person that does the radio stations. She's an author, a writer. Sometimes we used to be up from morning all the way straight into at nighttime, you know, and that's what it takes, hard work, you know, conviction of what you're doing, and you never let your pen run dry. You know, I say this here, and that comes like with everybody that's an author, writer, songstress, you know, you do what you have to do. In today's society, 
a lot of people expect you to give up. There's people might say, "Yo, oh, you can't do it," or she'd be like, "No, you go in there, you're gonna do this book, and she'll have you writing all types of books." Okay, that's what a good publisher will do. And you know, but besides that, it's the time. And a lot of times, she don't get enough thank yous. I say that too. A lot of times, she tell you in the inbox, and so I come on the page. You understand know what I'm saying? And because it's also good to be appreciated. You know, you be in this line of business. I go for everybody, you know what I'm saying, that you can never give up. And if it was not for God, where would we really be today? You know what I mean? That is so important. And some people, they will turn around and be like, oh, you into the religion. And I have that too about God every day. Because, you know, that's the key when you get up in the morning and you rise, if not for him. As far as the business is concerned, you want to have people that's going to pull with you together. You know that there's a bad seed, and you will run across that a lot of times in the business world itself. Then you know you can see that. You know, so a lot of times that can happen. I know you can't hardly hear because there's something in the background, and so I hope you can hear me. Okay, and so again, um, you know, in today's society, that is so important. So, like I said, with Clinton. You know, Mom Stevens, like I said, is a pioneer, not because of the age, because that's a person never gives up magazines, books, poetry books, actually brings in with a lot of people. That's what you need out here in today's world. And like I said, again, the focus of religion, you have to stay prayed up. And again, people have to learn also to pull together. That's so important to today's society. And the youth, the youth coming up in today's world, they have to look at the next generation. If they can do it, I can be able to do something too. That's what I wanted to say. Definitely. Well, definitely, Ms. Rosalind Cherry. Thank you. Yes. And uh, thanks for that. When you when your show coming back? Uh, hopefully soon. I'm just trying to. uh, I've been doing some writing on some more novels, actually. Is that something new that I'm writing? Okay, good, good. Let me know. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, some guests I want to put you on to. Okay, I definitely want you to know. Okay, all right, all right. Good, good. All right, let's go ahead and uh, give you some hand claps on the way out. Thank you, Ross. All right, Tim. All right, that was Miss Ross Cherry. All right, give us a call, 516-387-1219. Press 1. If you're streaming from your phone, just press 1. We'll bring you on. We'll do it. We'll talk it up, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're doing. And, uh, you know, we got our guest, Kim Morrow-Stevens of BRPP Network. And, uh, and Kim, I want you to talk about the magazine, you know, before we get to this break. So, uh Tell 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 people about the magazine. Um, what do you want to know about the magazine? Uh, just tell it. I mean, you know, what I mean, nothing in particular. Just plug it. Um, well, um, it's BRPP magazine. Um, it started in um this, in November two thousand thirteen. Um, it 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 originated as a promise to a friend. Um, I promised a friend some you know some spots and some magazines because I was promoting this friend at the time. And again, we was dealing with this whole black folk issue where folks just don't want to be outshined and they don't want to be outdone. So 
you know, they were making promises that they didn't keep. So I was like, Buck did. So I sit down in front of the computer and I started a magazine. And it just went from there. And um, I got busy, got caught up in publishing, got caught up in designs, got caught up in other things. And um, after, I think it was issue 17. After issue 17, I laid back, um, didn't do the magazine anymore. And the first reboot issue, I like the way you call it the reboot issue, Jay. I call it the reloaded, but you call it the reboot. And I like the way you said the reboot. Um, The reboot issue just came out um, the end of last month. Um, the, the, The previous issues are online and in print. This issue right now, the reboot issue, is just um, online. It's just digitized right now. But uh, I will get back into putting them in print. But um, I go to, I, I use um, issue.com, and um, you can actually go on their site and buy a copy of the printed, uh, you know, a print copy of the magazine if that's what you choose to do. We don't get anything from it, but um, it, it's just... It's just my way of offering. Barbara said something about reaching back. Barbara was talking about reaching back. And we have to give back. I, I, I don't care. I, I don't care if you ain't got a dime to give nobody. You can, you, you can give them your time. You can give, you can give them your talent. You can give of your effort. You can give of your energy, but you got to give back. You got to go back and you got to, you got to give back and you got to pay it forward. And that's what the magazine is. Just like the radio shows, um, they're all platforms so that people can come, they can promote, they can promote their brand, they can promote their product, they can promote their service, artists can promote their art, um, entertainers can promote, you know, th- that's what it's all about. Now, if I make a little taste of change off of it, okay, whoop to do. If I don't, okay, whoop to do. Because God told me he blessed me to be a blessing. So that's what the magazine is. It's just another platform, another way for people to advertise and to promote what they do, their passions, what they love. Yes. That's the magazine. You can go on my page. It has its own page, BRPP Magazine, um, on Facebook. It has its own page. All the issues are all the, all the issues of the magazine are on that page. The links to all the issues of the magazine are on that page. Um, it's on my website, Black River, Black Rain Publishing Plus dot org, um, and that's that's just something else that I I love. I love my passion is not my passion is not what I do. My passion is what I feel. My passion is the fact that I love people. I like to help people. I like to support people. I like to see people shine. I don't like to shine. I like to be in the and, and 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 Jay, you know this. I like to be in the background. Don't call on me. Don't 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 try to put me in the spotlight. The spotlight is not my place. That's not my place. That's the reason why very seldom do I do a show. Is because I don't I'm want you to hear to my voice. You, you know. I don't want you to hear my voice. I want you to hear the voices of all of these other people out here that are doing all of this hard work, leave me in the background and, 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 and the behind the scenes and let me have a platform where I can make other people shine. Because when you shine, I'm shining. Yes, ma'am. 
Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And, and I'm honored to have you on the show because I know you don't do shows like that. I know you don't really get on them other than the, the special I heard you on when Prince passed away. And that was uh-huh. about it. And uh, so I'm glad to have you. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad to have you, you know. On all. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it because, you know, I, like I said, I'm not – you know, yeah, I want my company to grow. Yeah, I want my company to succeed. You know, yes, one day Black Rain will be, BRPP, Black Rain, whatever you choose to call it, one day it will be a household name. But it won't be a household name because of me. It'll be a household name because of all the other people out there that, that shine, and they shine their light on me. See, that's what yes, we ma'am. get. See, that's what we in black community get all mixed up and messed up. We think we shining our light on somebody else. No, no. Everybody got a light. Now, they have to choose to decide to let it shine, but everybody got a light. But I don't look at it like I'm shining my light on other people. No, 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 no. They shining their light on me. And I bask in all the light. So that's, that's the life of the magazine. Oh yes, oh yes. What else y'all want to know about? What else y'all want to know about me? Oh. <laughs> uh, well, we'll probably ask uh, one more before we take this break. Uh, Nikki Brown, you got any uh, anything else you want to say to Miss Kim Marl Stevens? Miss Kim, you are awesome. Um, I What's did want to ask. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, I did want to ask uh, a question about your uh, publishing company. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I know that you pride yourself in providing a better service, especially because you had bad experiences. Um, so can you share with us um, maybe how to um, publish a, a book with your company or, um, you know, how somebody would go about contacting you um, or maybe starting a book with you or, like, exactly what services you offer in terms of people who want to author a book um, and, and and never have. Okay. Um, contact. Hit me up on Facebook. Um, the, the, the website is blackrainpublishingplus.org. The whole word is one word. Black Rain, and Black Rain is spelled B-L-A-Q-R-A-Y-N. Black, because black is my favorite color. Rain, because rain is my daughter's middle name. So it's blackrainpublishingplus.org. Um, go, on, go on the Facebook page. Um, Black Rain Publishing Plus has a Facebook page, and it has a send, uh, a send message button. You can send me a message. You can email me at blackrain2012 at gmail.com. Like I said, you can hit me up on Facebook, come in my inbox and tell me, look here, I'm thinking about trying to publish a book. Okay, well, this is what I'm going to tell you. What I'm going to tell you is, you know, how I do business. And this is how I do business. You're going to pay me up front. Like I said, the reason why you're going to pay me up front is because I don't ever want anybody to ever be able to say that I made a dime off of their work. That's your work. You did it. I'm not supposed to make any money off of it once it's published. I make money off turning it into what it needs to be so that it can be published and then publishing it putting it out there on Kindle, and putting it out there in print. That's what I make money for. I make money for book covers, 
I make money for the editing process. I make money for the actual uploading and going through all that process of actually publishing the book. But once that book is on sale, that's where your your financial responsibility to me stops. Yes, ma'am. I don't do contracts. So you, I don't do contracts. No, I, I have I, no author is signed to me. Which means oh, because okay. we're not in a contractual because we're not in a contractual agreement, it simply means you trust me and I trust you. I mean, can you imagine the people that have had to trust me? And I have published by now, I have probably published over 100 books. Do you know the people that had to trust me to give me their money before I had done anything for them? They gave me their money, sent me their work, and trusted me with it. Yes, ma'am. Yes, man. We, we, I, I, do you actually answer one of my questions? I was going to ask you how many artists, I mean, how many, uh, pub, I mean, authors you had signed to you. But I know you said you don't do it. You don't have the contracts. You just, uh, you know, they, they pay you for the work. Because I know you've, uh, you have uh, Christy McGee under your belt, and uh, a few other uh, Christy, authors. Christy, Ross, Tina. I have published two books for Tina: a poetry book and uh, her, her fiction. Um, what is it? Ava's? I I can't never remember the name of that book. But I have published two books for Tina. Um, I mean, Lisa the poetry Sparrow. book. Uh, Lisa Sparrow. Um, come on, come on, Janae, uh, Penelope Davis. Um, good God, Stephen Gaines. Um, you got Tiffany so Forbes. Without, you did one of huh? You did one of Tiffany. You did one of Tiffany Forbes books too, didn't you? Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. Okay, Mm-mm. I thought Mm-mm. you had one. Okay. Uh-uh. Oh, she, she um, just cool with you. She's cool. Yeah, we she's cool. You know, there and and, oh, okay. and, 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 yeah. and we cool with and we cool with other publishers because I designed yeah, for Mel- other publishers. Yeah, Alicia, mm-hmm. I've Alicia done. Mel- I, I have published her books, but I've done her logos. I've done her book covers. Um, and she oh, and I and I did the logo for her publishing company. So, see, see, that's, that goes back to what we're talking about, about black people. Okay, why am I going to refuse to work with another publisher just because I'm in the publishing game? Why am I going to refuse to work, for you, to work with you? Why am I going to refuse to advertise for you in my magazine? Why am I going to refuse to have you on my radio shows just because we both in the publishing game? Authors are born every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. Yes, different people write different ways, and they want different things from their publishing companies. Some people want to be signed to a publishing company. They want somebody else to have that control. Then there are other people that want to be in absolute total control of their own work once it's published. So you got a publishing company out there that will take care of that person, and you got a publishing company like me that will take care of the other person. We never got to yeah. be in competition with each other. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Hey, well, you know, we're about to. I'm glad you said all that. We're about to get into this break. When we come back, we'll get back to our get into our main topic about how blacks can pull their resources and uh, help each other grow. And this is actually a good segue into it when we come back from the break and and back from the uh, old church lady announcements and uh, Nikki Brown's astrology 101. Because because uh, Kim Morrow, you know, you work with many people, and we we're just gonna everybody's gonna work together. We're gonna come. We're gonna, we're gonna go to the top. All of us. 
You know, all of us. Yes, ma'am. All of yes, ma'am. Because, and, because if, if if we all don't rise, then none of us rise. One or two rising don't yes. mean nothing. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, uh, we're about to take this break. We're about to throw on this Terry Remsen, Love Come Down. You've been listening to Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio with your host, Bob the Country Cleaning Lady, some guy named Jay, and filling in for Adrian Charleston. We have Nikki Brown. And uh, we will, when we come back, we got some more hot topics, some more things going on, and, uh, and we got some more Kim Morrow Stevens. She got, she's going she's gonna to lay down some more truths. So, uh, so stick around.
attention, attention, all authors. You want your work to stand out and to maintain all your rights to it? Then SBR Publications is for you. Sunshine Black Rose Publications, LLC. As a publishing company made for the independent writer, we offer the wide range of services which include publishing, editing, book cover design, self-publishing, consultations, and marketing for your project. Check our website out, www.sunshinebrpublications.com. Email us, sunshineblackrose at gmail.com. Remember, where the artist can be an artist and we take care of the rest, we strive for one goal only, bringing your dreams to reality. Yeah, what's up? It's your girl, Linda B. Let me find out you got that big boy TV, but you only get in hospital station. Uh-uh. Let me find out you got that flat screen TV plugged up to a converter box because you too cheap to get cable. Let uh-huh. me find out every week you down at the bootleg man trying to get new movies because you're running out of stuff to watch. Shame on you. I'm here. That's what I do. You want cable? Hit me up. Oh, Bill, no problem. I got you. Cable too high? I got you. Dun, dun, Hit me dun, up. Dun. We can do this a few ways. You can either call me. I can call you. 937-287-0736. Or you could go to my website, lindaebrown.acndirect.com. Or we could do a three-way call. What? A three-way call? We could even do a three-way call. Shut the Hit me door. up today, and you can have cable tomorrow. Yeah, I got your back. And remember, with God, all things is possible. Have a good day, world, and I'm out. Damn, girl. I ain't seen you in a long time. You done lost some weight. That's right, girl. Child, I've been using this new product, Total Life Changes Tea by CurvyButHealthy.com. That's how I lost the weight. Child. Now, wait a minute, girl. So all you're saying I got to do is drink this tea and I can go to the bathroom and piss these calories out of me? Well, not quite. What it does is speed up your metabolism, curb your appetite, and give you the nutrients your body needs so that it can help you shed the pounds. And, girl, you can lose the weight and keep them hers, too. Well, girl, that's exactly what I need. I'm trying to look good in my bikini when I go down to the beach. I'm going to go to curvybutthealthy.com right now and order about 10 cases of that tea. Yes, yes. 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 Order Total Life Changes tea from curvybutthealthy.com today. Yeah. I'm going to go to curvybutthealthy.com and order about 10 cases of that tea. I'm going to go to curvybutthealthy.com. I'm going to go to curvybutthealthy.com. All right. Welcome back to the second hour of Black Topia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio with your host, Barbara Country Queen Lady, and I'm some guy named Jay. Filling in for Adrian Charleston, we have Mickey Brown, and we have our guest, Kim Morrow-Stevens. So uh, in this uh, this part of the show is called the Old Church Lady Announcements. Basically what I do is, uh, you know, tell you, give you some updates. But this update right here is going to be quick and painless. Basically all I want to say is if you have a book that's been published and you want to advertise it so you can increase your sales, increase your bottom line, you want to get your book out there so you can get more people knowing about it so they can buy it, they know all about it, then you need to contact us at Blacktopia. You get it out there, blacktopiabusiness at gmail.com, or you can email me at thegiantblast at gmail.com. We have affordable advertising packages for you. It'll get your book out there. You can have your book on display on our Blacktopia mobile app in front of hundreds of subscribers to the app. You also get you on the website, plus a network of 
other websites in our network uh, and, and affiliated websites as poets as Elmer Clan, CW Music, and even 50 Cents. This is 50.com. You can get your books placed there in front of tens of thousands of people so they can know about it, so they can buy it. There's a lot of readers out there. You know, you know, you want to be exposed to more readers, advertise with Blacktopia. Yes, yes. All right. That's all I want to say for the old church lady announcements. We're going ahead and bring on Nikki Brown. Nikki Brown. Hey, I'm here. Hey. So, uh, so we're about to talk about uh, signs. Astrology one on one. Yeah. So today. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. oh, I was gonna say something stupid right quick. Yeah. You know I gotta open with that. No, go ahead. Right, so. No. <laughs> so what dumbass thing that a Taurus or a Scorpio did this time? <laughs> so that's, that's what I need, to, need to stay away from those two groups of people. Taurus and Scorpio. You need. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That right, we lost half our callers. Don't pick on our Taurus and Scorpio brothers and sisters. Everybody needs love, and everybody communicates their love differently. Um, and everybody can tolerate, you know, different things um, in a relationship. So it's really, it's really not about a zodiac sign. It's really about who you connect with and who you have good communication with and who understands your particular love language. Um and and accepts you for who you are the way that you are. But it's still fun to talk about, you know, some of the little nuances. And like I always say, too, it's about learning behavior and not just the personality traits associated with your zodiac sign. Um, so tonight I just I wanted to talk about how each sign communicates. Like I said, it's just for fun. Um, and that you may or may not feel that it applies to you. Um, so it's just really quick. Um, how the zodiac signs communicate. And Aries is known to communicate by screaming at the top of their lungs. A Taurus is no, known to communicate by burping. A Gemini blogs about it. A Cancer skywrites. What? I wonder what Tyrese's sign is. Does anybody know? Does anybody know? What? No. Um, Leos are known for hissing at people. Um, Virgos are, are known for being bitchy and argumentative. Um, Libras are known for whining. Scorpios are known for blinking. So they just kind of like give you that stare. <laughs> Sagittarius is known for farting. I don't know, you know, I don't know what that's about. Um, Capricorn is known for mouthing words to people. Aquarius is known for um, doing Morse code. (laughs) Um, I I guess, a.k.a., we're hard to figure out. And last but not least, uh, Pisces um, communicate using telepathy. So that's how all 12 signs communicate. So Barbara, Barbara, you're Pisces, right? Yeah. 
that we be oh that explains it. We be reading each other's minds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the show is so great. We be beaming thoughts to each other. Let me bring Kim Morrow back. Kim Morrow, what 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 sign are you? Um, I'm not sure because the, the the zodiac is crazy. So in 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 most cases I'm a Cancer, but then in in other cases I'm a Leo because I was uh, my birthday is July the 22nd. So some some zodiac uh, tables show that the last day of Cancer is um, July the 22nd, and the first day of Leo is July the 22nd. I mean tw- the 21st, and the first day of Leo is July 22nd. Then other tables show that the last day of Cancer is July 22nd and the first day of Leo is July 23rd. So I'm all screwed up because I have some Cancer trait and I have some Leo trait. What is sky writing? Um, sky writing is, is we people use a plane to write messages in the sky. clarify a few things because you're probably not the only person that has that question. Basically from about the 18th of the month to around the 22nd to the 24th of each month is considered the cusp. So that means you can have traits from both signs but typically people lean more towards one side than the other. So really you would have to read about Leo and you would have to read about cancer to see which personality traits best describe you and how you really are. And I would now, say cancer. Uh, I would say cancer my kids, my oldest and my youngest one say they're cancer. I would say cancer for her. I would say that too and that was the first thing I, I thought about and the reason I say that is because you have a very your personality is very commanding um, and it's very strong and that's something that cancers are known for. Plus, yeah. you're a go-getter. Cancers mm-hmm. are the best when it comes to business. So it explains why you are doing so well. It explains why you've been able to sign up 100 people and get them to trust you within your business because you just naturally have that gift and that ability and those strengths. I've read, I've read, I've read, I'm like you, I'm like y'all, I've read, I've read up on both of them, and yes, I have a few similarities with Leo, but I agree, I'm a cancer, because, and, and because what y'all, what y'all, the part of me that y'all are not seeing is that crybaby, because I am the biggest baby. I mean, I'm watching The Lion King, I'm watching all kinds of crazy mess, the little cartoons and stuff, and I'm sitting there, my child looking at me like, Mama, what's wrong with you? Why are you crying? I mean, I cry at the drop of a hat. And people think, okay, when, and you know, and people think, well, you know, when she's soft and, you know, and she's so easygoing and, you know, she's so mild-mannered because, you know, she cry all the time. No, don't let them tears fool you. Uh-uh, it, it, it ain't like that. I can cry and kill you at the same time. And I'm crying because I got to kill you, but you still got to die. It's that simple. And if he kills his wrong, if he kills his bad, because you know it as a, a, a 
illness itself. Or cancer speaking on the signs, and I mean not to take that from Miss Nikki and no, but knowing from my own two children, cancer from the signs mean you imprint. That that personality you have is an imprint on us. You know how to get along, and you know how to get it going. You also know how to hurt somebody. It all depends on how you play. Don't get a way along with Pisces, because we just don't care at all. Right, not at all. We're the most loving and open-hearted people in the world so you get on our damn nerves. And then it's right. like, someone oh, and right about me. So that's how y'all get along. Y'all just decided to get along with real. So I, I, I enjoy I enjoy being a counselor, but, you know, you know, sometimes we're, you know, we're a little soft hard. We crabby. You know, we crabby and we snap a lot. But, you know, underneath all of that, we real, real, real soft and we real soft hearted and all that kind of stuff. People take our kindness for, the, for our weakness, and, 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 and we'll let you do that mm-hmm. for a minute until we mm-hmm. get tired of you doing that. Mm-hmm. Then that's when them claws go to snapping, and you don't want to get caught up in there, one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got that belt cracking, you when know, got the turn. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Now, now, oh, yeah. Now, we're going to, um, what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to slide into the topic, too. Um, Nikki Brown, you know, since you picked the topic, uh, I want you to actually, if, if you can, what would you like to say about it? Um, well, pretty much, we, uh, Miss Kim touched on a lot of things that we need to focus on. And I think the biggest one, or the biggest two Number one, being unity, and number two, being trust. What is it that we need to do to establish trust amongst each other? And not even just trust to buy, you know, because we do need to practice it within a group economic structure. Um, You know, providing good customer service. If you don't like somebody's service or product, um, you know, mention it to them. You don't have to be nasty about it, but tell them, hey, sister, brother, this is how you can improve. This is what I see. I just want to help you out. I just want to make sure you do well. You know, um, that's part of, you know, accountability. That's part of being accountable and responsible for your brother or your sister. No, you can't tell them what to do, but you can even say, well, you know, I don't necessarily want to support you because this is what I don't, you know, necessarily, you know, like or whatever the situation is. But just basically respectfully sharing with each other so that we can improve. And and we should be able to take constructive criticism and feedback without being offended and taking everything personally. Because we all, you know, some of us, this is our first time doing any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people need help. A lot of people have questions. A lot of people have concerns, fears, worries, um, you know, and, and those of us that have maybe been doing it for a long time or maybe not such a long time. However we can help, I think it's important to just share information. Like like Ms. Kim said, I'm a big believer in sweat equity. Um, you know, sometimes I can't, you know, maybe buy something from a friend, but if they're having an event, I'll help them go set up. Or, you know, I'll right. help them order something or make something, um, you know, bottle up something, whatever it is that I need to do. Um, you know, sharing information. Um, you know, a young lady asked, you know, reached out to me, you know, asked me, you know, different questions about how she could start the same type of business as I, as I had. 
I didn't see her as competition. You know, right. I want to help the sister. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to share, you know, the information. Um, because that's what it's all about, helping each other. I think that's one of the biggest things that we've done as a community is hold and keep information from each other and just want to hoard it and be selfish with it and not realizing the more giving you are, the more it's going to come back to you. And not that you're doing it because you're looking for a reward, but you're just doing it out of the kindness of your, your heart because you're wanting to see your fellow brothers and sisters do well and eat and, and, and live comfortably or, you know, whatever, you know, that means to each individual person or couple or family, you know. And I also want to say two things. I want to say this. Uh, going back to the word accountability, that doesn't mean you know how to do the math there. Accountability doesn't mean you have the ability to count. And I also want to say <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> okay. And I also want to say that, uh, I, I, you know, when we talked about this topic before, I mean, you know, when we were discussing friends in the show, I was, I was, I was thinking that you were, you know, maybe thinking more along the lines of like, uh, like small communities like reservations that the Indians have or something like that, like living in tiny houses and living off the grid and kind of putting their resources in that manner. And just, you know, I, I, that, I was kind of thinking, like, you were going to, like, dip into that. Um, we can. But we can talk about, we were talking about it both ways, you know, the community as it stands now, how we can just help each other build. Or, you know, like, uh, like you know, the, the idea I had in my head, you know, get some land close enough well you know what I will say you you know what I will say movies like Rosewood and Their Eyes Were Watching God those, both of those movies show examples of blacks getting together and building their own community but what we have to do is learn from the mistakes that were made we may not be able to do it the same way. A tiny house community is a great idea. Um, even just a regular, you know, you know, conventional home community, um, as long as it's a community and it's, as long as everyone is village-minded or community-minded, um, and as long as we can accept each other for, for who we are, the way that we are, put aside our differences and just come together to have, you know, we may have to have private meetings again, you know, but we need to be coming together, making some things happen. Um, in every state, on all different levels, in, in every different industry, um, you know, um, but establishing that village mentality, I think, is, is first and foremost, because if we're not all on the same page, we're not going to, you know, create a book, basically. Right. We're just going to have right. a bunch of loose leaf paper, you know, all over the place. And I even look at the fact that, and I understand it to a certain extent, but I was just thinking yesterday, there are so many groups. It's like everybody's so separated. It's like a family being in the house, a five-bedroom home, everybody's in different rooms watching the same exact program. Right, right, right. And, and you, you know, we're, and a lot of people are seeing each other as competition. No, we shouldn't see each other as competition. We're supposed to be brothers and sisters helping each other out. We, um, Can I say something? Right. 
Yes, ma'am. Can we jump in? Um, Nikki has 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 of course hit the nail on the head, and she just and 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 and, and something resonated in my soul when she brought up Rosewood and their eyes are watching us. This is not a brand new. This is not a brand new issue. This is not a brand new topic. This is not something that our community just started talking about. We've been trying to do this for years. We've been trying to unify and trying to and, and trying to come together and trying to build and trying to and, and, and trying to get our economic strength up and break the chains of poverty in our community. We've been trying to do that for years. But Rosewood. Which, 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 which is actually the story of Black Wall Street. Needs we need to use that as our model because somehow or the other, them black folk came together, them black folk pooled their resources, and them black folk had a, 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 their own thing going on. It's like they were like a world within the world. They were like their own world within the world. And and Malcolm X and the Nation of Islam tried to talk to us about all of this then, and we didn't listen. And the first thing we have got to do before any of this can work, before anything that we throw out there can work, the first thing that we have got to do is we have got to kill that crabs in the bucket mentality. We have got to kill it. We have got to destroy it. We have got to annihilate it out of the next few generations. Yes, yes. We have got to get rid of that. Because if we do not get rid of that, we do not stand a chance economically as a people. I can't let you get ahead of me. I can't let you get above me. I can't let you get more readers than me. I can't let you get more hits than me. I can't let you get more comments than me. I can't let you get more likes than me. Why? Sure. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm a, uh, we got a caller waiting before I bring the caller on. I want to say, I just want to add on to what you're saying. I think the rabbit hole runs real deep about the crabs in the barrel mentality. Uh, I believe a lot of crabs don't even they don't even know, like, they don't know it. It's like, it's so, like, it's easy to say, yeah, hey, we need to stop doing that. But the people who are the crabs don't even know that they're pulling you down. It's kind of like, it's not like you could have somebody in your family, right? And, uh, and, they, right. and they think they mean you good. They think, you, they, 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 they're like, you tell them an idea. And they'll go to you, well, uh, some guy named Jay, I don't think you should do that because it's dangerous and, and you might not succeed and you might fail if you do it. And that way, so don't even try it. Stay and do the safe thing. And, 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 and right, that's a crap with them. That's, that, but they think they're doing, they think they're telling you the right thing. They would see, and there's a lot of crabs like that that we have that's pulling us down. That they don't even know they're doing it. Like they, they're, they're not even aware. You know, they believe, oh, you know, the white man ain't going to let us have that. So why don't you just stay on the plantation with us and don't go away? You know, and, and, and so and then nothing gets done. So, so we do need to stop it, but I don't think a lot of the crabs know what the who they're walking. You know, I don't think they know that they're that. You know what I mean? Right, but you just brought up you just brought up you you just brought up another aspect of it altogether. 
and that's the aspect that we as black people just keep trying to avoid. It's the elephant in the room. We keep trying to walk away from it. We keep trying to ignore it. We keep trying to act like it don't exist, and it does. And until we get right with it, then nothing that we is going to succeed. We got to get right back. We got to get back right with God. Now, I won't let that hang there. Yes, ma'am. I, before, before I bring the call, I was going to say another thing to add on this conversation. And then we talked about Black Wall Street and all that. And this conversation has come up in many uh, talks. And I always say, well, we need to you know, do that again. And then somebody never failed to say, well, they're just going to burn it down. The white man going to tear it up. Of course. That's why we protect it. We Now that we right. expect it, like I believe... Black Wall Street in the past, they didn't know that. Maybe they didn't know that that's what that, that was going down. They didn't know the white man would fuck it up. And, uh, and, and, and so now that we're acutely aware of it, now we can better protect it. And I also want to say, too, another thing that killed black, what will kill us doing this is, uh, is um, what's the word? Integration. No, it's a, is it integration? Or, I don't mean, let me, uh, where, where blacks and whites want to play together. Right. What's it called? Integration. Yeah, uh-huh. integration. integration. Yeah, killing, killing segregation is what uh, also killed our Black Wall Street mentality because we just want to play in their sandbox instead of having our own sandbox. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, playing in their sandbox is not working for us. Uh, so I think, you know, we should, it was, I guess it was okay when we kind of had things that were separate. Not that I was living, I'm a lot younger than y'all. Saying that y'all was true at either, but because uh, I know you're not that old. But um, but saying, but in addition to that, though, it's, uh, you know what I'm saying? You feel me on that? I don't understand. Anybody can jump in and take the mic before I take the call. Oh, y'all gonna do me like that? Okay. Nikki, <laughs> anybody got anything to say? Well, maybe it, maybe it is because I'm probably. I'm probably the, I'm probably the oldest person in the room, and I was in school when integration. I went. I started in school right after integration started, and one of my first experiences was to have one of the little white students look at me and call me a nigger. He looked at me and called me a nigger. So you know, but 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 it goes back to just what you just said. Okay, if we do the Black Wall Street thing again, where they said the, the white man or this or them that they and us just gonna come and burn it down. Okay, but again, when do we start? Be, when do we get so scared of the white man? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Yeah, we, when we as a people get so scared of what the white folk gonna do? Because if we mm-hmm. were scared of what the white folk was gonna do, we still be in slavery. Yep. Now just, I do want to. I, oh, sorry. I do want to hey, say something that's about. Right, girl. I do want to say <laughs> I do want to say something. I'm going to tell you what. Um, now I've heard different stories about integration. I may not necessarily be old enough, but of course everybody knows that song. If you black, get back. If you brown, you can stick around. If you light, you are right. But in addition to that, you know, I talked to my grandmother, and she said integration and the telephone were the worst two things that happened to the black community. 
And why the telephone? Because people do not go and visit each other anymore. You can call somebody or look at a screen and think that somebody's okay, but you never know what a person is going through unless you're actually standing there in front of them or experiencing whatever they're going through in their life at that moment. So that took away the connection that we used to have with one another. We're very impersonal now. You go out and look around, majority of the time, most people are looking down at their cell phones. Right. Not connecting with people. They're not communicating with people. You can barely get them to even look in your direction. God forbid if you were choking, I mean, I don't know. Right, you probably just talked to them. Yep. Right. And it now, you know, people are, and not for nothing, I, I understand that, you know, maybe we don't socialize as much as we used to, or people maybe are socially awkward, but it's come to the point where people want to date on, on, on Facebook, and, you know, right. uh, Facebook yeah, is not what, it, what the purpose of Facebook has become something beyond anything that I ever imagined that it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, the the intent and purpose of Facebook, the original intent and purpose of Facebook was like to share with your family and friends that live a long distance. Well, that that's right. Well, the final people, the final people that reconnect, that's what it was for. Right. Right. Now we, you know, they uh, integrated the business aspect of it for, 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 for people to use it for business. But it was definitely to be what the mess it is now. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I can even you know, yep. and even advertising on Facebook is understandable, but like you said, it's become a mess. It's like all over the place. Oh yeah. And it's you know, it just basically created more division on top of division on top of division. Mhm. Well now 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 uh before we uh you know, bring any more things on the topic. I want to go ahead and bring on the caller into the topic. Let's go ahead and bring on this caller. I think I know who he is, but I'm going to let him say it. Caller in, uh-oh. All right, here we go. Caller in the 404-993. You're on the air. Who is this? Yo, Jay, what's good, man? Demine, how you doing? Is Yo, this a rerun? What's good, what's good fam? <laughs> We're doing well. We just had you on last week. And now you're on as a caller this week. I know you got some great things you want to add to this topic. Uh, you know how black people can pull their resources together so we can stop asking white men for shit. Uh, what would you like to say? You know what? As as the first thing we have to do is we have to find our culture. We have to find who we are first. We have to find out who we really are. And then number 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 two is it's hard to work together as as black people doing business because everybody want to outshine each other. Let me give you some good examples. I live in Atlanta. Atlanta is like, there's so much things going on in Atlanta that everybody can make a, a good living. But let me use a record label just to, just, just, just to be, just to throw out what I'm, my point. Like T.I. runs Grand Hustling. Right? T.I. has a young artist named Young L.A. This man has potential to be bigger than T.I. But guess what happened? They don't put the resources behind them to make him because everybody wants the limelight. Everybody wants protection. Everybody wants to be in the... When you say Atlanta, you don't want to say nobody else but T.I. and Ludacris and Young Jesus. If you if you look at all the talents that they brought out under under their label, all their talents have left, and they've said the same thing. 
These guys don't want to make us. They don't want to let, see us grow. They want to keep us under them. And that's our mentality. That's that's our number one mentality. Is that's like we don't want to see the next man get bigger than us. And we don't we don't want to help each other get big because because then because then you become the face of what he used to be. So you see it all the time. And then we we are a product of what white people has built for us because we do the things that they want us to do. We can walk into a script club and throw a hundred thousand dollars up and think that's cool. But, right. But right. we won't walk. In, we won't. We won't call each other up. Like I saw like. Um, just to give you an example, um, John Wall has signed a new contract. He went in the club and he threw up $80,000, right? Well, guess what? It made SportsCenter. So the next dude came up, he threw up $120,000 in the strip club. We're trying to always compete with each other. It's never going to work until we get that mentality that... And then, why don't we just say, why don't we open a business? Why don't we go... People think... Like, I look at people like LeBron James and Draymond Green. People think those two guys are the worst enemies. But them guys, own, they own 10 pizza shops. And people don't even know that. They own 10 pizza stores. It's, it's just we have to get out of the competitive mentality. And I think last week I said it is like the reason why black people, black couples have so much problems because the girl trying to be a baller, the guy trying to be a baller, nobody want to support the next one. Everybody want, well, I'm a baller too. You can't have two ballers in the same household competing with the outside world and competing with each other in the house. That's, just a recipe. That's a recipe for destruction. And then, you know, time and time again, people go back to religion. But you got to ask yourself. I keep telling people we're not black people. We Israelis. Black is not a color. black is not a race. It's a color. That's not who we are. We we've taken on what the white man has given us. And anytime he tried to prime example, look at Colin Kaepernick. How long it took these guys to fall in line and, and, and support this man? A whole year. They left mm-hmm. this man hanging for a whole year. And then mm-hmm. Des Bryant comes out because money rules everything. When it comes to a black man, he don't care as long as it's money. Because guess what Des Bryant said? I got bills to pay. Well, he don't care about the kids getting shot dead in the street. He got bills to pay. But they don't they don't know that if these kids don't sit up and watch these games, they don't buy their jerseys, they don't wear their shoes, they won't be making the money that they're getting. You know? So if you're not going to support the people that support you, it is what it is, man. We, we dealt, That mentality we're going to always have. We're going to always have that mentality, man. And I, and I say that being a young artist. You won't believe this morning. I got a, You won't believe who this morning I got a call from. And and I turned them down because I said this last week. I'm the type of guy, I don't care how much money you put in my face or what you offer me. I don't, I don't mess with people that always brag about drugs, shooting crimes, and killing each other. That's not who I am. I got a call from MMG this morning. Rick Ross record label. From a single that I re- from yes, a single yes. that from a single that he heard I done, and they've been trying to get in contact with me for a month because when they first heard it, I was like, listen, first of all, I can't I can't look at my son in the eye and work for somebody like Rick Ross, you know, mm-hmm. because he doesn't promote anything nice. It's like That's right now him 
right right now, him and Baby, they're they're arguing about something that could be squashed. And everybody got guns saying when they see each other, they will kill each other. What, right. what, what, how, what, how you gonna? How do you explain the kids this stuff? And I don't want to have to explain to my son that type of behavior. You know. So I, I said I said it before. I said it before, and I say it again, man. I always set. I always try to set standards and set examples, especially being a father. And I don't. I don't look at the money. I look at. I look at the situation. And if the if the situation is good, then maybe the money would be in. But I don't look at the money first. I gotta see where it's coming from. And, and that's the type of guy. You know, as, as far as a, like always, as far as religion goes, I think like see, a lot of people don't know. Black people were kings and queens, so we didn't have to worship nobody. We were spiritually grounded. We didn't have to worship nobody. We were spiritually grounded. But we religion is made to control the black race for what they've done for us through slavery and all the torture and all the killing, all the raping of our of our people. Okay, because what the first thing they try to teach you? Forgiveness. Well, forgiving who? How can we forgive you when you've done so much to our people so wrong? And and so that's what I look at, man. It's like if you want to make better and I try all the time. I try to get, I said, I try to, I talk to a lot of young black males in Atlanta. I said, man, you've been working for this company for 10 years. You don't see how this man run this business the way you can start your own business. If you like pressure washing, that man charged that guy $4,200 to spray this and you paint it and you spray it for $10 an hour. Why don't you, why don't you just create your business and then um, do it under his prices? If he charged him 42 Charge them thirty two. Get the job and do it. They do it to us. I watch a I watch a lot of I watch a lot of things on history. I watch Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Ten, ten, ten years ten years ten years after black people came out of slavery, they made fifty seven million dollars. The government tricked them into putting their money into a bank and they used their bank to build up their neighborhood. The same thing they're doing now. We spend more money, we make more money than anybody in the world. But we don't have nothing to show for it but raggy ass cars sitting on twenty inch rims and telling us. And the, the most dumbest thing I, I always hear, the most dumbest thing I always hear people say, "Well, at least I had it. I only live once." No, it's fool, you live every day. You only die once. Right. Yeah, I, that, 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 yeah, that's great. You're right, great point. Now, Demond, before we take the next caller, I want to say this. Uh, you know, we do a lot of uh, talking about what black people do, you know, the crabs in the barrel mentality, the, the poverty mentality, all of the flaws in the ball and stuff that we, sh- that we keep doing. We're acutely aware that we all do this. Uh, I, I, what I want to do is I want to take this particular topic in a different direction. I want to start naming stuff we need to do and how we should do it. Um, so uh, we can start small. We don't, have to, we, don't have, we don't have to save the world in just this radio show. We can just kind of pay it forward. So before we get off, the, before I go to take the next caller, do you mind, uh, other than you being an artist who has a single out, I'm new. <laughs> Y'all check that out on all digital Tell the people that, and then I'm, I'm just going to tell you what I'm going to do next. What do you do? If you don't mind. Well, I, 
I own a cleanup business. I own a company that does cleanup for a lot of um, um, big-time companies and small companies and individual houses and stuff like that, personal property. And so that's basically what I do besides music. Yeah, I got, yeah, commercial, commercial. Some, some are like mostly like wake up and they just call or they somebody referred them. I mean, I mean, the the thing about when you when you keep saying what can we do, and then then and what can we do to start small and start to get people to see the business mind. The first thing is is when you talk to somebody, especially black, you gotta understand them. Once you get them in a business mind. You got to understand them. If you made $20,000 that week, that's not all profit. It's, it's controlling your finances. Because you got people out there that do, do good like a, a month or two, and then they go blow everything they make. And then when they get to the rough time of their business, their business fold. That's why a lot of black companies fold in the, in the, in the business. Like, for instance, my friend owns a restaurant. And I came in, and um, I used to be a kitchen manager, so I, I knew a lot about how to control food and, and, and labor. So I went in there, and I, and I did his restaurant, and within a year, he made $20,000 more than he did before. Well, the second year, instead of him keep growing, this fool went and bought an $80,000 bin. And those are the things that, that's what's wrong with us. We got, we got to show people, we, we got to show people. I, I, use, I use Bill Gates. I, 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 I definitely, I feel you, I feel you. I want what, what I want to do, uh, and, I, and we, we got many examples, we got many examples of, uh, of us doing the wrong shit. Uh, and, and we and we can definitely go on, and we will, we will, because Jamal, we're going to have you back. We're also going to set you up on Marvel Country Clean Ways, Welcome to the Country, uh, that we do on Select Fridays. Uh, I wanted to say, you know, um, um, you as an artist, before we take next call, uh, do you... Let me ask you this. Have you ever thought about putting out a book? Because you have a lot to say. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I thought about I'm, I'm still thinking about it. Well, we got I'll tomorrow. To you. Go ahead. I'll <laughs> yeah. publish it for you, honey. There we no. go. There we glad, go. We got, be glad we got to publish it for you. Okay, we, we can. We can talk Stevens. about it. Definitely. I want you to connect with Kim Morrow Stevens about uh, putting out a book. She'll help you many different ways. Uh, plus, you have other options as well. Not to take any food out of take take any food off of Kim Morrow Stevens' plate. We also have right. You got to do your research. Yes, sir. Yes, yep. sir. Do you do diligence on these companies? Yeah. And, do your research now. Because you have a lot of great things. You're well educated man. You know. You know. You, you say you have a lot to say, and uh, you can even you know write a book about you as being an artist. Uh, and, 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 and you know a lot of things that you want to you know preach to the community. Don't don't worry about us not reading it because that's what you got me for. You know I I, I can present it in such a way. I want to read that. I don't know right. read, but the way Jay wrote this article or the way he put up this ad, I he got my mouth watering. I want to read the book. You know and uh, and you're already doing business with me. You and I are doing business with you already. Um, we need to, we just need to. Uh, this is how we build up this. We all do visit with each other. So um, I'm going to connect you with Kim Morrow Stevens as our guest for tonight. And um, okay. you're ready to put out a book of everything you, you know, I, 
give you everything. I mean, whatever you want to do, it be fiction, whatever. You know, some that some for the kids. You know, with the with the uh, with the message in it. You know. Um, right. That's how we can, we can do this. You, 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 um, know, you know what, Jay? You know what, Jay? Right quick. Mm-hmm. You, you know what? You know what, Jay? I, I do a lot of studying on history, man. And if if, if 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 black people understand our history, man, black women are the crown jewels, man. I mean, when you look at it, like like when you look at history and see see who who really worth what is their like portrayed or worth and who's really worth what they're supposed to be worth. Black women are the crown jewels. They created the world, man. Without black women, there would be no human life. Without without them, and and, and that's what that's what right. we gotta understand. We have to get back to to um like I say, is protecting the woman, making her comfortable. Because so because if you make a woman if you make a woman comfortable, you know, guess what? You gonna have a happy home. That's just point. Right, I, mean, I agree. And, and you and you gonna grow. You gonna grow as a person because she gonna support you. We can't have people in the same household like. Like you and my wife, for instance, she don't she don't try to ball with me. She sit back and let me do my thing because she knows she see that with my vision, you know, all she have to do is take care of the household and let me bring in the break. Yeah. She ain't got to go out. She ain't got to go out there and try to work with work with me or work against me or this and that. We we do it together, and that's what we got to understand. We need each other, and not just even right. if I'm making the money. I don't never say me. I always say us or our company because that's how we got started. It was us. Oh, and yeah. Now that now, now we're still us. So. Mm-hmm. You're right. Um, well, Demond, definitely thank you for the call. Everything you said, you know, is always on point as always. Definitely uh, get in touch with Kim Morrow Stevens, um, or just at least hear her out. You know, um, you, if you if you don't have anything you want to publish immediately or anything that's in the works, pass her on to another young aspiring black author in the making. Right. And she can make that happen. Right. That's how we can make this happen. Right. So let, 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 let's, let's definitely do this to mind. Thank you for the call. Y'all check out his single, I'm New. And uh, we're going to have him on Welcome to the Country very soon. So to mind, I'm going to take you out with some, with some, with some claps. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you again, brother. Thank you for the call. Let's go ahead and take the next call right quick. Caller in the nine one nine four four one. I think I already know who this is, so let me go ahead and get your uh, sound effect up. This is you. Hello, can you hear me? Okay. Put some respect on my name. You understand? Oh, so I play the tarot. Play the tarot. Who is this? <laughs> it's, it's Victoria, but can you hear me? Okay. Yes, we can. Put some respect on my name. Y'all okay, saying, perfect. And y'all saying my name, put some respect on it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right, that's right. And I was listening to Nikki earlier, um, and I wanted to, to just touch upon a couple of things that she mentioned. By the way, Tim Morrow, wonderful guest. I absolutely loved every single thing that she was talking about. But um, Nikki mentioned before just having like a village mindset because the topic is how do we pull our resources together, right? But um, she was mentioning, you know, the the utilization of Facebook and social media and the telephone. And I'm going to be honest. I think think those are not hindrances because a lot of people are getting very wealthy off of these platforms. It's the way that we choose to utilize them. 
So if we're mismanaging all of these great tools that are at our fingertips, like Tim was mentioning earlier, um, once the Internet came out and Google came out, there's no reason to be ignorant about anything, uh, whether it be our history or learning from those who are doing it right or reaching out to others in our community and, and networking and, and kind of like really gelling together. So I actually see it as a positive, not a negative. The only thing that's negative is our mismanagement of it. Um, but I absolutely agree with Damon 100% when he said he doesn't promote things that, that, that elevate negativity. Um, and we do. We have a tendency. Um, I mean, black culture is not hip-hop culture. Black culture is not twerking culture. Black culture is not running around half-naked culture. Um, right. We are, you know, we are, we are supposed to elevate ourselves and promote ourselves in, in ways that are a little bit more dignified. But I think that with this, uh, the last couple of generations of people, we've kind of pulled away from that, and now the new norm truly is ratchet. So you, you've, got, you've got to cling to some leaders and support businesses that are doing it right and that are elevating and promoting us correctly. That is the only way we're going to teach others who are not doing it the right way that we're not playing ball. And, and so I think that if every individual were a little bit more dedicated toward um, re-imaging ourselves as, as you know, as a melanated community of, of integrity and worth, then we've got to go ahead and start supporting things that are also integrative and that are worthwhile. That's just my opinion on that. Um, but what Tim mentioned um, a little bit earlier, I know on a different program we spoke about the, the, the crab in a barrel kind of mindset. We do have so many people doing so many things in so many different directions, and we all say that we share a common goal. My thing is the evidence is always going to be in our, our actions and our activities. So if someone truly is about their business, they, shouldn't, they, they should actually welcome feedback. Um, I've been to stores where on their receipt they'll have like a little survey or number or website that you can go to. Um, so you don't have to be confrontational about it. You can leave anonymous feedback. You just have to be really creative. And by the way, you can do these things for, for like free. Um, I know that, um, what is it called, um, uh, Survey Monkey is free. I know that Saraha is, is free. All of these things allow people to give you feedback. And if we simply ask questions like, how do you like my branding? How do you like my advertising? How is your customer service? How is your overall experience? And just start utilizing this information, then we will get better as business owners. Um, and if we use existing platforms to promote what we're trying to do, there's a sense of community and support in that. I, I don't think that we're going to have, like, little pockets of villages all over the place. I really honestly don't because we are individuals. Um, and, and to DeMond's point earlier, if we look at history, and then I'll, I'll, then I'll close this out. If we actually look at history, these are people from every walk of life, from every economic background. They have varying faiths, beliefs, and, and, um, and moral systems, and they still manage to have a community type of mindset. They should be the same exact thing in ours. So I really don't care if someone is Christian. You shouldn't care if they're, they're part of the nation of Islam. You shouldn't care if they're Jewish. It's right. respect people. Yeah, it respects people's individuality. And, and once we put that to the side, then we can go ahead and build. But I think that a lot of Christians are very indignant, um, and they hold fast to their beliefs. But if we really want to look at a blueprint that works, look at what the nation of Islam is doing. 
they are definitely a community. They definitely support one another. They promote one another. You don't have to be Muslim in order to go ahead and adopt some of the concepts. So it, it, it's really about learning from history, as, as, um, as Damon stated before. And if we don't, then that means we're just embracing ignorance, and we really can't complain about anything. Um, but I, I just want to go ahead and touch upon a couple of those points and, and let you know. Wonderful program. I hope I'm not screaming, but I hear static in my ear, so hopefully you can hear me. But, you know, thanks a lot, guys. All right, Nick, uh, Vicky Santana. Yes, thank you for that. A lot of wise words. Um, I'm going to take you out with a, with a, with a, Marie, with a chat. Yeah. Now, wait a minute, girl. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, Barbara, the country queen lady, you have the last words. What's she saying? Barbara, the country queen lady, you have the last words. I want to say to my country council party to keep it cracking. Keep God first. And I'll be at your page and be on man. feedback was constructive um, and um, I think that um, you know one step at a time one brick at a time we are on our way to doing what needs to be done Um, but um, I do think that we are um, more divided than we need to be and you know if we call it the Willis syndrome that's fine but we need to reverse it and start doing something different. Um, you know, if you want different results, you have to do something different. So we need to start doing something different. Yes, ma'am. Kim, tomorrow, Steve. Mm. What would you like to say? Uh, first, first of all, thank y'all very thank y'all very, very much for this opportunity for the opportunity to um to talk about, you know, my business and talk about myself and talk about but but most importantly to um, to share with my people, um, because we don't get we we don't get a chance to, to we don't get a chance to, we don't get a chance to to share with each other and talk to each other and do all of those kinds of things like we need to do. So I appreciate the opportunity to be on the show and um. To just to just share, to just talk, to just put it all out there, because we can't deal with it if we don't put it all out there. That that sweeping it under the rug and okay, well somebody else will handle it or somebody else will take care of it. That that that, that that's one of that's also one of our problems. But Jay, you mentioned something that was very important, and that is we talk about our problems all the time, and we talk about what we're doing wrong. Okay, but what are some of the things that we're doing right? And this is my opportunity to give you a shout-out for what you are doing right. And what you are doing right is you are opening the door for this com- for this kind of conversation, for this kind of show. Um, yeah, you're promoting people. Yeah, you're advertising. Yeah, you're doing that. But you're also getting down to the nitty-gritty because today we have touched on a lot of symptoms and we actually got to 
talk about some of the root of the problem because curing the symptoms, helping the symptoms ain't going to do us no good. We got to get to the root of the problem. We got to get to the root of the problem in our community. We've got to get to the root of the problem in America. And until we, until we do that, then that's all we're doing is just beating the symptoms, the symptoms upside the head. And we may knock out a symptom or two, but we're not, but it's going to come back eventually because we haven't gotten to the root of the problem. <laughs> Excuse me. So offer right. a platform like this where you get a chance to actually talk about not only the symptoms, but the root of the problem. You just, you, you don't know the seed that you have sown. And that's the whole, that's, that's what it's all about. It's all about sowing seeds. Get these seeds on the next generation. Then they start looking at stuff, and they start wanting to know, okay, well, well, well these old folks keep talking about it didn't, it didn't used to be like this, and, and it don't have to be like this, and, and, and we got to find another way and all that. Okay, well, eventually that seed will grow. If we fertilize it, if we water it, if we cultivate it, that seed will grow. And this is how... We got to keep on talking about it. We can't let people tell us, well, y'all still talking about it after all these years, and y'all just need to get over it. And no, no, we don't need to get over it. We need to fix it. So that's it. Right. But thank you very much. You're right. Thank you, Kim Morrow Stevens, and you're right. We're definitely going to do that. Um, We're actually running out of time. So uh, just join us again next week. I'll bring up some things I didn't get to bring up this week. Also join us in the Black Tubby Facebook group. And uh, Birdman, is there anything you want to say to us? Y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? I ain't got no more talking. We ain't got no more talking. Good night. Good night. Thank y'all so much. Thank you.